his back. Still in my first drink. Nice party. Hmm. Nice. And so was she. Tall and willowy and smiling at me now, she was a delicious woman. I told her so and added, While you search for any hidden meaning in that, may I fix you another drink? Scotch and soda, and please. We were in the spacious living room of Raoul's hilltop home on Duran Drive behind Hollywood, and we could look through the one entire wall of glass and see the road winding away from us, getting smaller and narrower as it reached nearer to the town far below. The swimming pool was visible fifty feet from the house, and green grass surrounded the pool and extended for a hundred feet down the hillside. Here inside the room the buzz of conversation mixed with the sound of ice tinkling in glasses when the music blaring from the radio didn't drown out everything else. People sprawled on plush divans or sat in heavy overstuffed chairs. Everybody seemed to have a drink. I walked across the room to a three-stool bar against the far wall and made Helen's eyeball plus another bourbon and water for me. While I mixed them, I looked at the rest of the people in the room. I hadn't known quite what to expect when Raoul had phoned me, but it had sounded interesting. He'd called me at my Hollywood apartment about 3.30 p.m., and after the usual chit-chat, he'd said, You hunting any killers down this day, Shell? No killers, no nothing. Come on up then, pal. Got a live one going. We'll go for a swim later. A production. Party? Party. Couple extra girls, I mean, women, think you can handle them? How do you mean that? You coming up? On my way. Mix me a drink. I'll bring my gaudiest trunks. Okay, stupid. You can bring them if you want to. And that had been all there was to the invitation. I've known Raoul for over six years, just about the length of time I've had an agency in downtown L.A., and he's one of the few guys I know in the movie-making industry that I really get along well with. Lately, he'd been throwing so many eyebrow-raising parties that it was getting talked about and even mentioned in some of the nosy columns. But, unlike the columnist, I figured it was his business. So even though I wasn't part of the film-flam crowd, here I was. When I'd first come in and Raoul had handed me a glass and introduced me around in that en masse fashion common to many of these affairs, I could remember most of the names he'd rattled off. Raoul was Genova's director on Jungle Girl, and he and Genova himself, a dark, worried-looking man about five feet nine inches tall, were poring over some papers on top of a grand piano while fashion plate Oscar Swallow, who had written the original of Jungle Girl for Genova, peered over their shoulders. Swallow was a bachelor like me, and he obviously considered himself eligible. The only other man present, Douglas King, was also the only sensible one present, it seemed to me. He was the male star of Jungle Girl, and very male he was, too. He had on swimming trunks, though nobody had yet been in the pool, and he was built like a couple of Greek gods mashed together. In the movie, I understood, he was Bruta the guy who swings through trees and rescues everybody from the apes and things. I say he was sensible because little Dot was on his lap and whispering in his ear. I guess she was whispering. She was doing something up there. The three other girls were giggling together as I finished mixing the drinks. I eavesdropped on their conversation for a few seconds as they passed it around. 
One of them, a redhead, was saying, A real big shot. He's got two pools. He's casting the chorus for it, like Zigfield used to. You know, put a quarter between their thighs, knees, and calves. Have to hold all three. Sylvia couldn't make it using rolls of quarters. Hell, she won't have to. It isn't by holding quarters between her. But Sylvia, she lifts her lips and she's acting. If I... That's not what she lifts, darling. Not when she's... I grinned happily and walked back to Helen, carrying the two drinks. I gave her the scotch and said, I missed you when I came in. Usually I'm wider awake. You can make amends now. She peered up at me. You must be the biggest man here. How big? Six two, shade less. About two o five. Okay. Very. She reached up casually and with one red-tipped finger traced a line down the bridge of my slightly bent nose. What happened?